Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Darren Thomas, your host of the Trust the Buzz podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. By the way, you ch- use code Believe for fifty percent welcome bonus on BetOnline.ag. But please bet responsibly. Now, on this episode, there will not be much to talk about. I'm probably going to name this like Charlotte Hornet rant or something like that. So. You can understand what I'm, what we're going to be talking about here. The main thing I want to talk about is the Pacers. Uh, as of right now, we're currently losing 129 to 102 to the Indiana Pacers. Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball are your notable uh, outs. Everybody else is playing. And I just don't like what I see. I don't like what I see at all. Now, the reason we're going to spend this whole podcast episode talking about the Indiana Pacers in this Charlotte Hornets game is because a lot of what I see tonight is what we do all season. So the Charlotte Hornets do the same way every night. It's It's been really, really difficult. And this is where like I do a moment of transparency. It's been really, really difficult to want to even do content, whether that's the podcast, whether that's the YouTube channel. Um, it's been really difficult considering the Hornets have just been so bad, like terrible. Absolutely terrible. And on top of that, if you don't know, I have a child on the way, a beautiful baby girl. So I'm excited about that. So as you see, my time was just all over the place. I haven't been able to focus this team being bad. I just not have had the energy to want to record. But this needs to be talked about. And I promise, I promise I'll get back to a weekly cadence. I think I'm going to do every Thursday. You will get a new episode. Um so, yeah, just just bank on that. Every Thursday, you'll get a new episode. But like I said, we're talking about the Indiana Pacers and a lot of things that we saw tonight can be, you know, compared and used to explain the whole season. I don't know where to start, but the first place I will try to start is the defense. The defense is some of the worst, uninspiring, careless defense I've ever seen on almost any level of basketball. That's everything from we can go from college to pro. So we can go, you know, obviously college basketball. We can almost talk overtime elite. We can almost talk G League. We can we can talk, you know, an NBA. It's some of the most uninspired basketball I've ever seen. Our defense is just absolutely horrendous. You have guys like Miles Bridges who wants to get paid max money and does not play defense. Now, is he the main culprit? No, of course not. Nobody on this team plays good defense. However, I see a lot of people pick on him and other people overly defend him. But the reality is this guy wants $30 million, but he's not playing like it. And I'm sorry. If your buddy LaMelo Ball not playing dictates how you play as far as how you're going to approach the game, then we don't want you here. It's just that simple. And that goes for anybody on this roster. That goes because I see a lot of people saying, well, you know, there's a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of injuries every single year. This is nothing new. So, yes, I can get them being down. But at this point, you know, you know what comes with the territory. You know what comes with the territory on playing in this team. Is injuries, bad defense, I, like, I can't even get my words out. I'm just so annoyed right now. 
But just it's just so frustrating to watch this team night in and night out do the same crap every single game and then just throw their hands up the front office just oh we thought we had the guys or like for example the hornets have numerous numerously uh, numerous times have said and mitch kupchak specifically we did not prepare for injuries have said that like three years in a row and they still have not prepared for injuries it's just like what what are we doing here and then like I said, with these guys, I get it. It is not easy. It is not easy constantly dealing with injuries as a team, constantly just losing. It, it takes the, the the soul out of the team, the, in, the energy out of the team. But that's what you get paid to do. You got to make it do. In the front office, I also blame you because you're looking at this every single night. And not if not for one second, I thought maybe it's been deflating for the last couple of years. And even some of the years before, you know, LaMelo Ball got here, that his team loses and is injured all the time. Maybe we should break it up because if this keeps happening, the morale of the team just goes down. And that's that's what we're seeing. Steve Clifford autopilot he's definitely an autopilot and i don't blame him like the crap he's been given to deal with is just insane this man signed up to play with terry rozier lamella ball miles bridges gordon hayward pj washington we're not counting mark williams we're not counting brandon miller because they technically were not a part of that or they didn't play nba minutes around that time i think mark was just recently drafted um after or before steve clifford signed on to be the coach either way my point is or maybe it was before. I don't remember. Either way, they weren't playing NBA minutes at the time. That's what he signed up to get. Those five. Those five have played like 14 minutes in two years since he's been the coach of the Charlotte Hornets. They have played 14 minutes. And they look decent. They look decent. They look like a team that's like, okay, if the Warriors come in here on a, <laughs> you know, going back to the Jason Taylor thing, Warriors come here on a Tuesday night, nobody's watching, we can beat them. We can catch them off guard. We're hungry. No, we're playing how we've played in the past, like in that 43-39 season, which I'm tired of talking about, but it's the only frame of reference we can even use for a competent team. But at 43-39, there was a lot of times those guys act like they won the championship. That's just how they presented themselves. That's just how they played. They act like they won it already and then got to the play and got smacked. That's how this team is playing. And they're worse, not as far as talent, but as far as availability. The defense looks terrible. Like, is it, we're just not clicking. Just really sick and tired of seeing it. The Pacers weren't doing anything special in this game. They were not. The Pacers didn't do a single thing special. They The three they were hitting, congrats on hitting the shot. I'm not taking anything away from the Pacers. You have to hit the shot. I mean, you have to do your part. Hornets are leaving them wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Nobody rotating. Nobody running over. Just leaving guys like Buddy Hill wide open. Couldn't defend the paint. That's another thing we can't do. If Mark Williams is not playing, even though he's not the world's best paint defender, psh, the other team's about to drop 70 in the in the paint because Nick Richards, one, is just off balance. He just plays like he just doesn't understand balance. Uh, Nathan Mensa really didn't get to play like that, at least, you know, at the, at the early state. He might be playing now. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. He played an extra minute, or maybe he didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm looking at the live stats, and I can't find his name. Either way, 
PJ can't do it. This is where guys like JT Thor, Gordon, I'm not Gordon Hayward, Kai Jones would have came in handy, but they, they're not good. So that, that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily work. It's just, it, we suck. Or like, if it's not the paint, it's the leaving open threes. That's literally what happened. The, the Pacers in the first half were just attacking the paint, attacking the paint, attacking the paint. Now, don't get me wrong, they were hitting their open threes, but they were just attacking the paint. Hornets made adjustment in the second half. Made it a little more difficult. Oh, now everybody's open for three. Now everybody's open for three. It's just ridiculous. It just happens night in and night out. We're watching Terry Ball, which to me, to an extent, is fine. But at some points, it's like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Just because of the fact that we do have a very isocentric team, even though our team does not do well ISOing, but for some reason nobody can like play off the other person. So we have to just ISO. And Terry, you know that. And yet you continue to ISO. Uh, it's, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense, especially if you're not hitting. Now he's been doing better. He's been hitting some shots, but at the same time, I mean, I'm looking at now he's 10 for 26. He was at least nine for 20 when I checked earlier. So these are just the things we got to look at. We're just seeing as crap all of the time. All right, and I just keep talking about it. our defensive effort is just abysmal. Abysmal. We don't have guys rotating. We don't have guys knowing where they need to go. We have guys let the other team run right by them and not even pick anybody up and then just be standing there. It's, I just don't know what to do to fix this team anymore without a complete overhaul. It has to be. It has to be a complete overhaul because, yes, I get it. You're missing your best player, LaMelo Ball. I get it. You're missing your starting, your best center, starting center, however you want to say it. Doesn't matter. You're missing him as well. I get it. There's no way we should come out lifeless. That shouldn't dictate the amount of effort we put into a game. It shouldn't. Should it affect our win-loss? Of course. We're missing our best player in our starting center. Should it affect like kind of just like the impact uh, we're able to have on the game with those guys missing? Of course. Those are things they should have an impact on. But it shouldn't have an impact on effort. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like, it's just like we're just walking, going through the motions. But then in the preseason, talking about, oh, we've seen what people said about us and, and the whole, like, even though I'm glad he said it, but after the Celtics win, oh, not bad for a Monday on league bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. But then we don't back it up. We don't do anything. Mitch Kupchak, haven't heard from him. I know GMs just don't go around talking every single day, but dude was like, oh, we're in the right position. We're in a good position. Haven't heard a peep from him since. Peep. Because this has gone a complete, like, okay, you want to talk about Every time there's a time to make a move, a time to draft somebody, this, that, and the other, it's always, you'll never believe who reached out to us. We can't disclose that information, but you would never believe it. Oh, you would never believe who we were going to trade with in the draft. All this stuff to make them seem good. But when crap hits the fan and the whole team's falling apart, crickets, nothing. And this is the team you put together. You put this team together and you kept trying to force this team to be something or not over and over and over and over again. I didn't need to see Miles miss a year. Gordon Hayward get her LaMelo ball developing chronic ankle issues. I, I didn't need to Mark Williams with a bad back. I didn't need to see that to tell you that this team would not be a playoff team. It could be a team that's kind of decent, maybe scrapped their way to the playoffs, especially in this year where 
You got the Cavs. Uh, they're injured. You got the Heat kind of teeter-tottering. I think the Heat are good, but I'm just saying they're kind of teeter-tottering. The Timber, not Timberwolves, the, the Raptors aren't as good as, you know, they would want to be. The Hawks aren't as good as they would want to be. The Nets could fall off at any time, even though I think they're a pretty good team. Like, is this is a year where if the Hornets were scrappy and 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 now granted this I'm talking no injuries because I think the injuries this is where injuries would have kicked in but if the Hornets were a scrappy team if they were fully healthy because we know that team is basketball wise talented it's just the, the IQ is just missing but basketball wise talented if they were a scrappy team this year they could have made the playoffs not the play in the playoffs because this is the kind of year where if they were motivated or or prepared as they said they were as they preached they were this is when you make the playoffs like i said you have teams who are underperforming you have teams who could fall off at any moment you have teams who aren't quite you know they ain't quite there yet they're kind of just in the middle kind of where you expect them to be where you can easily take over but too bad one we're injured all the time and two when we do are even close to healthy we play like this we play like how we played against the Pacers tonight. And that's just with no heart, no effort. You would think this team gets tired of just getting punked every single night. Like every single night, we're just getting punked and we don't do anything about it. I'm not asking for no fight on the court. I'm not asking for no technicals, but do something. Because everybody thinks they play the Charlotte Hornets and they can do whatever they want. And we have yet to prove them wrong for years, for years. The only reason... It is so bad this year is because LaMelo Ball has been injured and really everybody has been injured. And we haven't been able to see how in like in the past, our offense was so good that our defense kind of didn't matter as far as at least where we're trying to go, which is make the playoffs. Because we all know that it's hard to win a championship if you play the defense the way the Charlotte Hornets play defense. But we don't have that. When the offense starts, because we we have a very much a get it back type of defense. And what I mean by that is we'll let the opposing team do whatever they want. You can score however you want, hit as many threes, hit a three and get fouled because we didn't let you land. You you can do all that. But we're just, you know, we're so good offensively. We're just going to get it back. And that's worked in the past, believe it or not. Like that has worked for us where we allow them to do whatever they want on defense, but then we speed them up on offense and they're kind of tired. So then it kind of in a way affects their defense. This time, no, we're just going to suck on defense and be even worse on offense. It's just ridiculous. There's no way we should lose 144 to 113 to the Indiana Pacers, who are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. One of the worst. And yet here we are. I really, I'm really just at a loss for words. It's like I said, same crap every night. There's no point of pinpointing because it's the same people. It's the, well, one, it's the only, it's the same people that play every night. So there's that. And then two, there, of course, those same people who play every night are the same people who stink it up every night. So it's just confusing. It's it's just confusing. It's annoying. Uh they waited until I'm trying to see if I can catch the minutes. I I can't really see. I'm trying to see who all played. Um okay, here are the minutes. Yeah, so they waited until like 6 minutes left in the game and then they start and then they brought in like the bench unit. When not to mention we were down 30 with like 10 minutes left. Put those young guys in the game. You always wonder why JT Thor, Kai Jones, James Booknight, these guys aren't ready. Nick Richards, it took so long. You wonder why these guys aren't ready? 
because they're not playing. When we're getting blown out, when we're getting destroyed, when the rest of our team freaking sucks and you don't want to bench nobody, those guys are still not playing. And then you wonder why they get to the NBA level and are not playing. Even Mark Williams, I know they they, they Mark Williams is their golden child because he kind of was one of the few players who went through kind of like their process and still ended up being a pretty decent NBA player. And obviously he still has many, many years left in his league, but I'm just saying like, as of right now, it worked out. They, that's what they like doing. And it worked out for once. But if you go back and look, Mark Williams also played a lot of NBA caliber minutes. He was coming off the bench. Yes, but he was playing NBA minutes. It wasn't until they traded Mason Plumley. Then he became the starter. But he was still playing some type of minutes. You're going to play Nick Smith Jr., Leaky Black, JT Thor, James Booknight, Nathan Mensa, all these guys, five minutes a game in a game where we were getting blown out by 30 a majority of the fourth quarter, and I think down by 20 going into the fourth quarter. And then you wonder why they're just not ready, or you wonder why they're not good, and then you wonder why we can't progress as a team. It just the certain crap we do just doesn't make any sense. I am not saying Nick Smith Jr. is going to be the next Stephen Curry, Russell Westbrook, De'Aaron Fox, any of that. But I am saying it's really difficult for those type of players, not even those type, just players in general, to take G League. Actually, to think about Nick Smith Jr., he's not even playing in the G League. Neither is Jay Booknight. These guys aren't even playing in the G League. They're just here. That's not going to help anybody. Anybody. And I don't want to hear anything about they've got to prove it and practice any of that because the rest of the guys are practicing all night, all day and night, and they still come out and suck. So it was just a mixture from our starters just being lackluster, do not care about the game, not just even trying, all the way down to our rookies and younger players just not getting the play, the, the development they need, the, 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 the play time they need. It just doesn't make any sense. And I've said this before on here, and I'll say it again. I really wish I could come on here and talk to you about the X's and O's of basketball. I wish I could come in here and tell you about how last night when I was watching John Morant, John Morant play, they did this uh, play, and it's probably a common play, but I just caught it. Like, normally I have to go back and look um, at games, which I do a lot, and catch plays. Like, that's kind of how I've been trying to learn, like, what actual plays and what actual sets teams run. But last night, it was it was just one of the ones I just caught, like, after just watching the game. It was a cool play where uh, basically Ja and Jaren Jackson Jr. were doing, like, a pick and roll. And then as soon as the player hit, Ja cut but then they they on the Pelicans, they switched. So Ja wasn't able to get to the rim. So we kind of just like a dribble handoff to Jaron Jackson Jr. And then pins down Jaron Jackson Jr.'s person onto like his person. Jaron Jackson Jr. basically like just do a side step open for a three. And I think he, I want to say he made it. He might have missed it. No, I think he made it. It was, it was just a really good play. So stuff like that, I just wish I could see the Hornets do. But we don't do that. Simple pick and roll. Nick Smith just kind of rolls into the abyss. He doesn't really even roll to the goal. Uh, Gordon Hayward kind of dribbles around, spins around, does some stuff, jump. And it's just the same stuff every night. There, I, there's no way to fix it because it has nothing to do with the it, – it's gotten so bad where it has nothing to do with the ability of the team. We're not in a position where it's like, oh, if – Brandon Miller just works on his handling, which that that's another thing I want to talk about. Brandon Miller's handling, his hands are bad. They're bad. Now he's a rookie. I'm if you don't know, I'm one of the 
most lenient people when it comes to young players. I'm not criticizing for him for that. I'm not saying he, no, I'm not any projections on that. I'm just saying how I see it. They are bad. And the reason I say that is because so many people have this like lineup in their head that they want to see. And it's like LaMelo, Brandon Miller, Miles, somebody like interplayer here. Um, like an outside player and then Mark Williams or replace Mark Williams and whatever. Either way, my whole point is Brandon Miller's at the two. And it is just I see it time and time again. He is just not ready to play the two. And I'm tired of seeing people say, well, he needs to play the two. He needs he's not ready for that. And that is okay. That is perfectly fine. But he is not ready to be a two guard. Y'all are taking this Paul George thing way, way too far. Paul George is a generational talent. Paul George led his Indiana Pacer team like to what two consecutive uh, Eastern Conference finals or whatever. Paul George was a menace in 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 Indiana and was an MVP candidate when he was with the um OKC Thunder. And then even had I think a really a couple really good years with the Clippers even though I get it all mixed up cuz they stay injured so much. I'm not saying Brandon Miller can't be that, but we cannot expect Brandon Miller off his rookie season after 20 games to be that. Like, we can't compare every single thing Brandon Miller does to Paul George. You know what I mean? It's just that simple. Yes, it looks like it. It seems it could be that way, but we're not going to force him down that path just because their games are similar. Because there's some games where he looks like Brandon Ingram. There's some games where he looks like a prime Gordon Hayward. It's just, it's too, too early to tell. So I'm just, do not be one of those people who kind of force that narrative of where Brandon Miller should play. I think right now he's best at the three and I could love to see him play at the three. I love watching Brandon Miller play basketball. Very, very smooth with it. Just needs to work on his handling a little bit. And, but yeah, it's just, I I mean, I could really nitpick, but there's no point. There's no point to talk about what these certain guys need to improve on or what the team needs to improve on because if they don't play with any kind of effort, it, it just doesn't matter. It really does not matter. But anyway, sorry for the long rant. I just, I really didn't know what to even talk about because like I said, I just have not been in the mood. It, I, I don't listen to any Hornets podcast. I haven't really been involved in Hornets. I just, I just can't. I can't. It got to the point where the Hornets would make me so upset. I just wouldn't watch basketball for the rest of the night or I wouldn't even, I would be so into the game, but like annoyed where I wouldn't click over and watch other game. It, it was bad. It was bad. So it got to a point where it was, it was just, I'm just not even going to watch the team, uh, to be honest. And, and I, and I did, and I watched the games, but it was, it was really hard. And I just continued to cut off. I was just done with basketball after the Hornets games. Um, like I said, I didn't turn it, like switch around to see other games. It just really ruined basketball for me. So it's just been a really difficult time. Um, to just be a Hornets fan because it is only because of expectation. We were set up expectation to at least be decent. Like I want this team to be a playoff team. And I thought, you know what? Full health, uh, completely healthy. Everybody playing to the best of their ability. I don't see why not. This team is not a playoff team. Then it was kind of like, ah, as it got close to the season, I wanted them to be a playoff team just because of the fact that it's just like, why be so negative? Let's, let's just go playoff team instead of just, um, teetering with the idea, I was like, no, I this is a playoff team. Then it started off like, ah, okay, my original prediction was right. We're kind of a meddling team, but you know, with with luck on our side and the players doing what they're supposed to do, handling the games they're supposed to handle, like against the Wizards and the Pistons, which they didn't do, 
we we could be there. And if other teams slip up, like the Cavs are about to, like we're seeing with the Hawks, like the Nets might at some point. We continue on that steady pace and those teams slip. We can we can make it and and, and I'd be happy with that. Then it just got to do, we're just trash. We're we're literally just trash. Like the Mellow, great player, fantastic player. No reason we should be this lost without him. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of my like that's just like my gripe. Yes, he needs to be healthy. Yes, he needs to find a way to stay healthy. 100% on that train. I 1000% agree with that. But as far as when he's not playing, it's just we just don't play. We just give up. And this game was ugly. Think about we got the Nuggets coming up. I think we got the Clippers at home coming up. And then we go out west. Play the Nuggets, the Suns. I think the do we play Timberwolves? I don't think we play Timberwolves. But the Lakers, the Clippers, uh Kings, I'm assuming, probably Warriors, since we're already in California. I don't know for sure, but it's a nasty, nasty West Coast trip that we're about to make. Really, really nasty. And if we're playing like this, dude, we're we just might as well call it a day. But that and that's the thing, like this team is just so afraid of calling it a day. But dude, we're 7 and 19, 7 and 20, whatever it is. We're 7 and 19. Just just get on the phone. Like, I don't understand. I just truly do not understand the patience this team has with the results. Like, if the 43 and 39 season that you're holding on to, it's not like we won 50 games, but if that happened like three years in a row, and it was just a Gordon Hayward injury away from really being like a 50-win team or a mellow ball injury away from being a 50, then fine. But it happened one year. One year, and then at the end of that year, we crapped the bed. It's not like we made the playoffs, we're an eight seed, went against the Celtics, I'm just throwing out there, lost all four games, you know, got swept, but we it was we competed, we were competitive every game. So oh no, well, okay, some tinkering. They just left the team as is every year. Every year. That's all we've done. Left the team as is. We haven't done anything. There's not been a new, uh, not one new single player that can make a true impact. Not one. You got rookies, and I'm. it's not Brandon Miller and Mark Williams that I'm like saying they're not valuable players or they don't make a difference. It's they're rookies. They're young players. Well, Mark Williams is not a rookie, but you get the point. They're young players. I'm not expecting a young player to be able to come onto this team and all of a sudden, oh, we're a playoff team. No, it, they're a young player. They're going to get high and cold and they're going to suck and they're going to, they should be benched at time. Like That's just what young players do. It is how it is. So I don't understand why that was our, that that's where we're looking like, Hey, nothing else is going to change. We're just going to bring in these young players that we drafted highly, of course, and they're going to be the ones to set the tone and make a difference. No, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I'm not saying the trade market is easy. I'm not saying that it's just so easy to flip Gordon Hayward. It's just so easy to flip Terry Rozier. Not saying that whatsoever. But what I am saying is there has to be something. It's just nothing. If you take the Hornets timeline these last four years, something is off. Either the Hornets aren't getting offers they're telling us they're getting and they're declining. Um... The players aren't as good as they think. Like, they don't actually believe the players are that good. Like, because it's it's more like 
if all of this is true, what the Hornets, what they've been telling us as far as the trades and how good they think the players are, how, how much this team can compete, if they believe all that, then we have big, much, much bigger problems. Much, much bigger problem. Why can't we just get a wait and see? Like, I just feel like my expectations were because I'm not there in the gym. Wish I was, but I'm not there in the gym. But anyway, I've been talking long enough. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for this rant. Like I said, if, if we're going to go back to the game, the Pacers didn't do anything special. I, I think the Pacers are a fine team. They remind me a lot of us when we were decent for that one year. They play with pace. Um, yes, they make their mistakes, but they play. They put so much pressure on a team as far as offensively, um, just by all the movement, how quick they are, um, and just how skilled they are, athletic. They just, and they have just guys. They just have a bunch of guys who are just going to come out and play. That's the part that I think we were missing um, when we were decent. I think we were missing the guys part. Like, we had our key guys, but they just have guys all throughout their roster who are just going to come out and compete. They, they don't need a special role. They don't need anything. You know what I'm saying? They don't need anything special. Just their, call their number. They're going to go out and just play basketball. We, we didn't have that. We only had... You know, our set guys, um, and we didn't have any additional. We had we had our, our key players, and then that was kind of it. So, yeah, love the Pacers team. It, it, it's just frustrating because, like I said, they really are what we could have been. But we got to turn it around, and it's not on the court. Like, there's no – there's nothing we can do basketball-wise to fix this team. There's nothing. And I, I will stand by that. If they all of a sudden are able to turn it around, then fine. But there's nothing. I'm sorry. There's nothing this team can do uh, player-wise, basketball-wise. It, it all has to be front office-based. Coaches have to get fired. Front office needs to go. Presidency, like all that crap needs to happen. Um, and then players. You know what I mean? All that needs to change, then players. And this year, like complete overhaul. There's no, well, wait until Nate. No, just go ahead and get it started because these guys are start, I'm going to start. You're going to start investing money. If you're going to bring back Miles Bridges, you see what I'm saying? Like, what I see people are saying, like, hey, maybe this team can be, you know, good. It's going to take some time. What people don't understand, and then after this, I'll really go. But what people don't really understand is money has been invested. Mellow Ball got his contract. PJ got his contract. Gordon Terry, uh, we can take out Gordon Terry has his contract. Miles is about to get paid, maybe. I don't know. You can't tell me four guys are getting paid and this is what we get. And not obviously they're not all max money, but Miles is looking for somewhere near that. Lamelo's basically getting that. Terry's getting a lot of money. And PJ has just like an extension. He's just getting paid. You can't tell me four guys on this roster next year. You can't tell me four guys on this roster are getting paid that kind of money and we're still here. We still stink. Because think about it. Next year, those four guys get paid, are still getting paid. And this is if the Hornets keep following the we're not doing anything, we're just going to keep riding it out. These Those four guys are getting paid. Don't have anyone to replace Gordon. And I'm not saying Gore's this all elite NBA player, but he's good enough. Like he's good enough to play. It's just some other crap he does. Who are you going to have to replace him? Can't expect Nick Smith Jr. to do it right away. One, they don't play the same position, and two, it's just like, eh. 
maybe Bryce McGowan's, maybe, but that's a tough, you know what I mean? So it's just, we're in a hole. If we don't make the decision, it's got to be the right decision, and it's got to be a lot of them. There's there We're not one, two moves away, one, two, chain. no. Complete overhaul of the organization from top to bottom. That's what the Charlotte Hornets need. They want to be successful again anytime soon. But, all right, now I'm actually going. Thank you so much. Thank you for dealing with my crap. Thank you for dealing with my rant. I really appreciate you checking out the Trust the Buzz podcast. Um, if you want to see more content like this in just a shorter form, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, it's Trust the Buzz on YouTube, so go ahead and look that up. I used to post videos daily, but like I said, the team has taken the enjoyment of basketball away from me. I'm sorry to say it, but it just feels that way. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for just listening. Leave a five-star rating. Leave ideas for the podcast. All that good stuff. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.